1: Welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, we are recording this at uh, 8 p.m. after the California Classic game where the Warriors lost to Miami Heat, but before the Team USA game against Australia. You know what? I think summer hoops is underrated. I think I might like summer hoops more than regular season NBA hoops. Just That's to disgusting. be disgusting. I, I, think it's, I think it's more enjoyable. Like playoff NBA hoop is a different level of enjoyment. But give me the hype of Jonathan Kuminga yes, and well, yes. Moses Moody. Shout out, Modi Mooses. Um, give me that over Tuesday night against Orlando when no one's trying and we're just kind of bitter we have to watch it. Mm. All right, that's where we're starting. By the way, I'm in a great mood. This is going to be an amazing podcast because this is one of the better nights that we've had in a long time. Um, I'm with you. I'm with you in that when you get the hype of these players, like James Wiseman last season, we didn't see him in the preseason or anything, but we saw him in the regular season, and how great was that? And this it, is it kind was of like great. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I do feel for for uh, James mm. Wiseman that he didn't mm. get a summer league. I mean, everything about his rookie year was, was awkward, right down to like draft November 18th. Yeah. Uh, COVID camp yeah. protocols. Yeah. Camp a week labor uh, in COVID protocol during camp. Just kind Ugh. of what a mess. Uh, this isn't even a perfect camp because they're doing this stuff like, you know, uh, a month later. So there's just less summertime for it to work on. But this is close enough. We'll take it. Yeah. um, One of the most fun. Ga- now, you know, push back a little bit. Summer League basketball is awful basketball, to be fair. But. Yeah, when dude, I'm, you've not, got... I'm not comparing it to the NBA Finals. <laughs> <laughs> but even regular basketball, I just, I just don't like watching. That's why I don't watch college hoops anymore. But not the point. The point here is I had low standards coming in to some of these guys. But, I mean, tonight was – I felt like I was 18 again watching some of these. You know when the Warriors used to have any of these prospects coming in. I mean, like, I felt like I was watching Ike Diago and Ike Diago never made it. I'm not saying these guys are (laughs) Ike Diago, but it is always so cool. Anthony Randolph is the easy, actually, the easy one where you just see the talent and the potential in summer league and you're just, I I don't know what to say. It's inspiring, Sam. It's inspiring. I think, and I really don't want to make this about Wiseman, but I think these are the most exciting prospects I've seen the Warriors have since 2012. So let's, let's get into it. So. Let's start with Jonathan Kuminga, the number seven pick. I think I've watched him more than you have. Um, So walk me through what you were expecting and then what you saw. Yeah, I think just watching now for me, I watched basically the scouting highlights, um, everything in G League. I didn't watch every game. I watched like the first two games. That's about it. What I was expecting was I was expecting someone that didn't know how to play basketball. I was expecting someone to make a ton of mistakes. I was also expecting someone that was going to be more athletic than anyone else. So to me, I was expecting in some incredible flashes. And I was expecting someone that's going to be like James Wiseman, but a different position. Just he's going to be a wing guy with the ball in his hands a little bit more. But on some plays, he's going to be fantastic. It's going to look like he's all NBA. And on some plays, he won't. And so. What I saw today was a little bit more than that. What I saw was he did all those things. Like, he made dumb passes. He really It looked like sometimes he didn't know what he was doing out there. He was a little nervous, obviously. But he also had this streak about him that made me feel he's just not scared. He, he's not scared to play basketball, in my opinion, it looks like against anyone. If you drop him into a game with NBA players, he's going to make mistakes. He's, gonna, he's not going to be good. I'm not saying he's going to help, but he's not scared. That was my takeaway with Kaminga tonight. Yeah, so I want to get into his game, but that is a great starting point. He thinks he's going to be a star, and he carries himself like oh, yeah. a star. Oh, yeah, and we can get into all the mistakes later, but I don't see a role player here. I see a dude who's like, I'm going to be up there with Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and like whatever, all the best swing wings in the league, uh, and. I'm not stopping myself there. The confidence, the the bravado, yeah. the physicality he played yep. with sticks out. I yep. think of two other wings, young wings we've seen on the Warriors, Harrison Barnes mm-hmm. and Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. I don't think either of them carry themselves the way Kaminka does. Uh, and they're both good players, different players. But like, I'm not sure either of them have some of the physical tools he has, like the combination yeah. of strength and explosiveness. And you said handle too? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yep, but um, I don't think either of them carry themselves with that self confidence either. So yeah, getting into the game, my thoughts on Kuminga were the handle is better than everyone on the all on the NBA on the NBA roster who's not named like Steph, Jordan, Puller, Draymond. Like he, yeah. Yeah. he's he definitely wants to be a playmaker, and he won. He made some passes like he tried he did, to pay he did. turnovers, he, but he tried. Yeah, he, he recognized them. He just could not place them yeah, where they needed to go, Yeah, which is, which is fine. why I don't like the wing Wiseman thing. Cause I'm like, Wiseman doesn't know what's going on the floor around him. Kuminga knows what's <laughs> going on on the floor, but I'm not sure he <laughs> has refined his skills enough to execute what he wants to do. Yep. Just early impressions here. Like he yep. saw the passes he wanted to make, but he threw it a little too yep. high he or threw late it yep. the trap. Yeah, exactly. Or late. Exactly. Yep. That type of stuff. Whereas Wiseman, he didn't even see the pass. He was just, trying to dunk the ball every time. Right. Like that, that's a subtle difference between the two of them. Right. Yeah. yeah. I also felt um, another difference was the, the physicality. You mentioned it. There were a couple possessions. I also think like the calmness in the physicality, he's not just running over guys and getting charges, right. He's not doing like premeditated Euro steps. He had a move. One of his first buckets is where he did a Euro step, but it was slow. It was composed. He went through contact and then he laid it up and I'm like, that's a 24 year old NBA player move. Right, and now he also has some plays where he looks like he's never played before. But right. that move right there, I never see. Like Andrew Wiggins does that move like once every what three weeks, right? right. Like he does that move once, and and the first five minutes of Kaminga, I'm like, holy crap! What, what did I just see? Like this, this is a guy that um, he relishes contact. That I think that's huge too. He re, he likes it. It seems like he enjoys it. Yeah, yeah we, in the infamous Joe Lacob interview where he's talking, you know. uh about everyone the one thing he said was this guy likes to get downhill likes to get to the rim likes contact and I personally love that because that's the number one thing this the only player who does that is Steph Curry and I'm not sure I really want Steph throwing he might yeah yeah (laughs) exactly Um, but like Wiggins turned himself into a useful player does not like to play with physical force right that's not who he is yes Draymond uh, physical on defense, not so much on you know right, in totally terms different. of taking it to the cup and trying to finish through traffic. Clay, obviously not. I mean, they don't have anyone. They have, really haven't had anyone other than Kevin Durant in the last decade who might do that on a consistent. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and you're right. Like KD wasn't really that type of player. Like when you think of that type of player, that's like Giannis is like that. Like he's that type of guy. KD, guys like KD and AD, they're just too skilled. They can just go right. LeBron's like that. Like he's just he's going right through you too physical yeah Yeah, right to right through you too physical hey 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 Kawhi. comparison with come come on now i know you love that one but um it was special it was special to watch him i uh i'm i'm happy to be wrong he is a little he does a lot further than i thought you shot me a text a i want to say three four days ago saying you thought maybe kaminga is going to be a little bit further along than people thought and i was just like okay we'll wait and see and i think tonight kind of showed you know he might take him steps back, and again, Wiseman was superb his first three games too. Right, but uh, it looks like he's further along than I personally thought. I thought he was going to be a few years playing. He might he might be out there playing some basketball, some basketball, maybe not winning basketball, but, but he might be out there playing basketball this season. So, so you hit on one other point that we didn't really get to, which is he's got a grown man body. He know, okay, you know. uh he is. It's like a, it's like a bigger version of Anthony Edwards last year, where you're like, "All right, he's definitely a work in progress." But it helps that guys can't push him around because he's already like 220 pounds. In Kuminga's case, I wouldn't be surprised if he's 230. You know, like he's got, yeah, yeah. he's only going to get stronger, but he's got a a pretty strong frame and a ridiculous one for a teenager, right? That type of thing. So. I'm super curious with the new development staff and the new wing minutes. Yes. What they're going to do with him because he wants to be a star. You can watch him play like some of the shots, some of the attacking the rim, some of that stuff. It's like, that's not stuff a dude who is planning to just stand in the corner and defend does, you know? Oh, no. That's, and it'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see uh, how they rein him in because he's not ready to play that superstar role on a team that's winning this year. Like he's not ready to do that, but they have to get something out of it. They, they have to figure out a way to make him productive while also developing him for the future. And that's been something they've struggled with. Yeah. And you make a point, the coaching stuff Um, before we, because that is key to, and that works out well for the rest of the guys, two notes, number one, uh, the famous, uh, not famous. The highlight of the night was him going fast break transition, uh, left hand or right hand crossover, and just just jumping head to the rim. I mean, just ridiculous LeBron type of athleticism. Um, just, I mean, who on the team can do that right now? Andrew Wiggins once every two months. So that was awesome to see. Uh, and then number two, he played small ball five tonight. I like, yeah. I like the way, I like it. The Warriors are uh, Chris Weems, and uh, th- this this front office is going to say. I mean, I mean part, this part part of that summer league. You know, know everyone's playing. Know. Everyone's playing down a position in, in summer league because no one's playing through the post. I hey, I like it. I like the thought process. This is where the NBA is kind of headed, right? I, you I, I mean, you're, you're right. This, you he know? might not. He he might be more of a four than a three in the NBA. But like ultimately, the hope is he's a positionless big wing, right? One, two, three, four, five. He protect the rim. He had some possessions where he was swatting the rim. He fell right on his back, which I was like, oh my goodness. Um, that happened. To, uh, up. Shout out, friend of the show, Doctor Narav Pandya, saying he oh, yeah. jumps with great technique, which <laughs> means minimal risk of injury. Which is what I want to hear. No more injuries. Yeah. <laughs> elite uh, Doctor, take elite Doctor Narav, takes. We we can't give you that analysis, um, for sure. So I, I hey, Doctor I mean, Doctor Anley only made it through year three of medical school. <laughs> Didn't make it through middle school. Uh, no, so I think there's there's defensive. We talk a lot about offense tonight, but there is I think some some defensive talent that he may be able to start with. I mean, like like Wiseman, right? Like Wiseman, Wiseman had some defensive talent there too. He needs a lot of work, but I mean, they've got the size and athleticism to be very good defenders in the long term. So good, good coming to start. I'm, yeah, we'll get to this. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm most excited about him of all the prospects on the Warriors, including Wiseman, just because this is a league dominated by wings. And this is a league dominated by wings who can do who are just like versatile and can do everything. Kuminka has got a way to go to be that, but he does have a little bit of everything to be one of those type of dudes one day. And uh, for me, that makes it him, the prospect I would want to protect the most. It just makes it really exciting. I'm very aware of the fact he's probably going to be really frustrating to watch year one, particularly in context of a team with Steph Curry and Draymond green who have aspirations of going deep in the playoffs. They're not, they're not interested in dropping games so Jonathan Kuminga can explore, you know, his his boundaries, right? So, like, he's going to have some frustrating moments this year, but, like, the most, I think he's the most talented player the Warriors have uh, drafted in the last decade, and I am excited to see what comes of him over the next few years. I, I think, hold on, before we move on to Moody, that's a great point. That's where, you know, a lot of my buddies texted me and they said, you know, you're not in on Kaminga. Why not? And I go, even if he plays well, it'll be frustrating because he's not going to help the team win now. And I get it. I get the potential. I see it. And I think that's where I'm optimistic. But I'm also saying, I just want better players around Steph this season, Draymond and Clay, And right. that's where my frustration. And I think that's fair. While at the same time, Sam, I'm with you. Like watching this game, I was just like, holy shit. Like, I, this I, is This is special stuff. I think a lot of people have a hard time. And when I say a lot of people, I mean, people who push back on you and me on Twitter, they don't understand that. Like you can hold both of those views at the same time. You can be really enamored with the potential of Kuminga and want to watch him and all that sort of stuff. And also realize number 30, that's a once in a 30 year player right there. You should probably do what you can to put him in the best situation possible. So, I don't know. I liked what I saw today, even with the turnovers and everything. I'm just curious to see what this new development staff can do to maybe if they could turn him into a three and D role player, the way that Jalen Brown and stuff was, I'll be thrilled because I know in three years, he's going to be averaging 25. You know, I don't need him to average 25 yet. I need him to play a solid two way game, average 10 points, and he can throw up 30 on OKC when Steph sits. You know, that's what I want to see. Segway alert, because I think the next guy that I'm in love with, and this is the guy (laughs) I was most happy about tonight, I think can play that role this season. Moses Moody, I thought was incredible. I just, he might be my fourth favorite player on this team behind Steph, Clay, and Draymond. It's just, unless Iguodala resigns. I just, I love him. He seems like he's been playing in the NBA for six years and he's going to be playing in the NBA in 20. Like he is, you know how I love Otto Porter? You know, yeah. when he was when he was at a speak, like Moses Moody has just he just reeks of auto porter and hopefully with a little bit more upside. But tonight, I mean the shot was was great. I also think the way he moved off ball was he was open. They missed him open for at least five, three, Sam, because it's summer league and they're playing with a bunch of ball hoggers. By the way, he went he went seven of eighteen even in that process should've, but should've yeah. shot 28 times i just i just love him <laughs> i thought i thought he was great i thought he was great offensively he's a, he's a great ball mover he knows where to be he seems always open he's he also he's also the type of guy who also seems to always get loose balls like that that's another thing yeah, where, yeah. so so, so like I, dream have, on, I have two yeah. i have two thoughts um mm-hmm. one i've been trying to calm you down on the moody hype <laughs> i've i've been trying to say teenager dude <laughs> i see the vision but we got to be a little realistic with it but every time I watch him, I'm like, not only does he talk like he's 25, he kind of plays like he's 25. Like he knows, he knows how to space out around guys. He doesn't like, he doesn't do the Kelly Oubre thing where he runs into Steph off ball by mistake. No. He no. knows exactly how to flare to a spot five feet away from someone. So the spacing's perfect, you know, or 10 feet or whatever it may be. Um, he has good recognition. He catches the ball. He sees if someone else is open. He moves it, or if no one else is open, he'll put it up. That stroke is pretty. It's gonna go down. I don't really worry. Right? We didn't talk about this with Kaminga. Kaminga's got to straighten out that shot a little bit. Yeah. 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 Moody. I don't care if he shoots thirty percent in summer league. That thing's going down. Like yeah. he, it's it's too. There's Clay Thompson, and then there's right. like. Right. A tier below, and Moody's in that tier below in terms of like that is shot. a jump shot that can go in forty percent of the time on a consistent basis. Yeah, it's a pretty um, shot. Now the thing that really impressed me was what you were saying. He had four offensive rebounds, and he he just he felt like he was everywhere he needed to be. He felt yeah somewhere in between a Danny Green and a Chris Middleton, where you're like <laughs> this dude just makes winning plays. Yeah. This dude just. Loose ball. I'm there. They yep. close out hard. I can drive it to where I need to. I'll put it up, whether it's in or not, it's the right shot, which yep. is the most important thing. Like, I just don't like guys who say sec- like our biggest frustration with Drayvon is like, you know, you should take that layup. What are you doing? You know, yep. like that sort yep. of stuff. Yep. Moody says a vibe of like, makes the right basketball play repeatedly. And then defensively it's summer league, no one's really playing defense, but I feel confident it'll come around oh, yeah. on that. I'll come oh, around yeah. on that end. I'm with you. I'm I will be surprised if Moses Moody is not like a not like a Danny Green where you're just like this he's just on winning teams. He's I not mean, he's, he's Danny Green elite three and D. Yeah. So that's yeah, that is so a, a high bar. It is a high bar. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just talking about like, I mean, Dave Dufour, our friend of the show, loves Danny Green. He's always like, yeah. if you want to win, you gotta have a Danny Green on your team. And that's what like Moses Moody looks like. Yeah? like. Kuminga looks like the superstar. Moses Moody looks like the guy who just continues to make winning plays over and over again. Like if you told me, yeah, agreed. If you told me to pick one guy that I think is going to play in the NBA for ten years, I'm picking Moses Moody versus to Kuminga. Obviously, if you told me to pick Kuminga, a guy that, Kuminga could be a superstar. Could he could also Kawhi. flame out. Yeah, yeah, he could be out in you know Deion Waiters out in two years. Unlikely. I think after tonight, unlikely. I don't think so. Right, but. Uh, but with Moody, it's um, even defensively, though, It just he just knew where to be at all times. I know it's summer league, but he's just someone just off ball like Draymond's going to love Draymond's going to love. Most you of do. Moody. You do get the feel like, OK, he's a 19 year old rookie. It's going to be rough when the season starts because the speed is so much faster than anything he's yeah. played at. You do get the feeling by midseason that he can probably be a rotation guy. I, I, I think so. Now, it's it's a lot to ask, but I think so. I think so. At least 10, 12, 15 minutes a game. And, you know, come playoffs, maybe not. But um, I definitely see it. It reminds me a little bit. And, and I, I guess one more thing about excuse me about Moody is the off-the-dribble stuff. He's so slow. He's so slow where when I was watching him before the draft that I was like, God, I kind of don't want to like him. But then when you watch him, he does actually get to the spots that he wants to get to. Um, and he missed a lot of those kind of like eight foot. I just think of Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton always makes those shots where he gets to like eight, 12 feet. Then he pulls up and he cans it. Moody didn't make it. Um, so different reasons for that: strength, speed, whatever. But he does get to his shots. He's not Kaminga. He's not exploding over the rim. But I, I think there may be a little bit of off the dribble stuff that he can. That's there in the future. So it, it, I do, I do see what you're saying. Like no one is gonna give the ball to Moses Moody at the top of the key and go one, one, four flat, go, go James Harden, you know, but can he be a guy who, if you close on him hard, he dribbles to a spot, you know, at the elbow and just hits it. I could see it. He, he doesn't like, yes, he's, he lacks that high end burst, but he, I mean, the feel for the game of basketball and the the shooting touch is just so elite. I will be surprised if he's not a guy who cannot at least exploit defenses, yeah. getting on top of him a little. Yeah, bit. that that's right. It's kind of the Mikael Bridges what we watch them do, where it's like, if if guys are jumping out on you and they got two people on Steph, then he takes a couple of dribbles and gets a layup, or he shoots a you know eight foot pull up jumper, and that's that's really all you want. You don't need the dribble 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 Kyrie Irving. James no, Harden. No, no, he, we don't need everyone to be that guy, you know? So <laughs> you know, I don't know if I want anyone to be that guy. No, but but if, if I do, I I don't want it to be uh right, right. moody. <laughs> right. All right, let's, let's talk Justinian Jessup for one quick second oh, and then wow. move to so he's 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 gonna be in Vegas as well. Um based on his contract status, it's kind of like he either gets a full NBA contract or he's probably gonna stick in Australia. Have you seen anything the first two games that makes you think he's going to be make the roster? Yeah, make the roster hard to see, right? I, I feel bad for him. It seems like he looks like someone when I play basketball, and then I would have to play someone like D one or someone that's like obviously like oh they're they're like a L- six, little better than Lol high, yeah, like <laughs> six five, like they're gonna play D one hoops, and you get on the court and that team, it's like I remember we played Piedmont and Zach Ertz was on that team, and you go on the court all of a sudden you're like holy shit, yeah we're done you know, we're, we're done. We can try as hard as we can. We can have the game of our lives. We're losing by 25. Jessup looks petrified out there. Like he just looks, he's not ready to play. I'm hoping Sam, that maybe he just gets acclimated. He starts to feel the flow a little bit. A couple of shots go down, right. right? He's missing open shots. So I think maybe he hits a couple of shots. He'll be, he'll be better. Um, Summer league's probably also not his type of game. He kind of needs more of an NBA style. No, he's a, he's a ball system. movement guy that yeah. that much I can tell yeah. you, like he's, yeah. He's a rhythm like he makes sense yep. in the Warriors system. He does, and he does. So I, I kind of feel bad for him. Um, he probably shouldn't be on the roster, right? But uh, I want to watch him play more. I, I just want to see what else he can do when he does make a couple more shots. I have one thought, and that's he has to. The shot has to be more consistent has because has to be. Auto. Um, I was thinking about this. Pretty much every role player in the NBA, unless you have an outlier skill like. Draymond's like like Iguodala's passing and IQ and size really you got to be able to hit shots at an elite clip you can't just hit them at a pretty good clip it has to be like wide open knock it down like I think about the difference between Patrick Beverly and Gary Payton II. Gary Payton II can play some defense I liked a lot of things I saw from GP2 today like he's good but if he can't hit open threes, he's not an NBA player., yep. you know.. Yep. Justinian yep. Jessup, I see the IQ, I see some of the passing and some of the mid-range stuff. If he can't hit threes at 40 percent, he's an NBA player.. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think that's just the way the game's going. Like, you know, like I said, Patrick Beverly, different what? player than both those guys. Patrick Beverly's not in the NBA if he shoots 30 percent from three. No. He's in the NBA because he can stick an open shot and he's near 10. Well JTA. JTA yes, is in exactly the, yeah. I mean he got a contract I, I was not high on JTA because I was told we watched it he couldn't shoot and, and then he, last he wasn't he shooting writing. for the yeah. first like year and a half yeah and so and so I get it yeah great feel great defense all that all that's awesome but like you're saying if you can't shoot you're not gonna be on the floor and no, uh, JTA he, he, shot 40 percent from three now he now he's an NBA player you know hopefully hopefully he shoots more threes and if you know yeah if you can't shoot you better have some sort of outlier like physical gift like a um, seven feet tall maybe I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or like russell westbrook exploding to the sure. rim yeah. or you know like Igudala is like a mediocre shooter but like a swiss re- army knife offensively and defensively or you're yeah. just like i don't care if he can't shoot he's too good at too many other things you know you, you- you brought Iguodala up a couple of times. I would like to see him on this team. Man, not even to play basketball. I would like to see him on this team so he can oh, coach yeah. up. He, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about um, Jonathan Kuminga, and I'm thinking, I don't care if Andre Iguodala's back is shot. I need him on the roster for Kuminga.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Yeah. All right, so let's talk about it real quick. The Warriors traded Eric Pascal today. Eric Pascal for a second round pick. I am not surprised because yeah. I didn't really see a role for him because um they signed Otto Porter, they signed Bealiza. I don't want to say they're, you know, like deep in the front court, but like you got Draymond, you got Otto, you got JTA, you got Wiseman, you got Loon, you got Bealiza. When is he ever going to play? So trading him for a future pick I get it just because you need to open up the roster spot, right? Now, I'm looking at this roster. They have 12 players under contract right now. Okay. Uh, Steph, Pool, Clay, Moody, Wiggins, Kuminga, and then the six I mentioned, Draymond, Otto Porter, JTA, Wiseman, Looney, Beale. So That's 12 players. I'm going to assume Damian Lee gets a contract, yep. or he gets his contract guaranteed. It's a non-guarantee right now. So that's 13. What do you want to see them do with those two last roster spots? You talked about the team having uh, you know, somewhat of a big logjam. I don't know. I feel like they still need one more. In my opinion, they still need Front one court? more guy. Yeah, I, I think Paul Millsap would be a good... Like, he's not a true, true, true five, but I think Paul Millsap is a perfect veteran big on a couple couple notes because he can start, he knows how to play the system, and if he's benched, it's fine. Like, this is not a... Situation where he feels like he had like auto porter to me. If he's healthy, like, he like a Kelly play. Oubre word, or Oubre, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He needs for to for play middle no sap is like like Zaza, where it's like he gets it, he can shoot a little bit. I mean, not like he's Zaza in terms of he's a vet. But like he, he'll play a little bit, and if he needs to sit, he'll sit. It's like the end of Bogut's career, right? Like I think they still need that type of guy in the front court, especially in the regular season. This team is not a super team; they're not winning sixty games, like falling off the you know getting out of no, bed. No, they need so they need the they need the depth. Everything, everything. So I think one is Millsap. How about you? I think okay. So if we're assuming Damian Lee's on the roster, yeah, yeah. I think they Steph says yes. I think one Iguodala would be huge for this team i think um having another wing who can play multiple positions and make decisions and being a de facto point guard and all those things would be huge particularly at this stage i don't think andre gives a crap about how many minutes he plays or anything like that i think he'd be great for kuminga i think he'd be great for moses moody he'd be good for wiseman he'd also just be good for steph and Draymond and those yeah. guys and like yeah. feeling like they have another guy that they can count on someone else. Yeah. Who's been there with them. Someone who understands the culture. The where I differ from you is I don't think they need another big. I kind of want the last player to be like a guard who can penetrate mm-hmm. the defense a little bit. Like Dennis Schroeder's out there. I don't like him. I think, wow, you don't. No, because he's going to. You've turned. He's going to want to play for his numbers. He's going to want to play for a big contract next year. Yeah. And I don't think the Warriors need that. Uh, I would love Reggie Jackson, though. Reggie Jackson. Okay. I mean, what we saw from Reggie Jackson last year, perfect player. He also, by the way, seven foot wingspan. He can play with Jordan Poole. Um, I think he would give the Warriors an added dimension because I still think this team is missing the element of getting to the rim a little more. So. Yeah. If I had my way, I'd get those two guys. I don't know if both are attainable. And I'm I'm kind of shocked that Reggie Jackson hasn't committed to the Clippers yet. I kind of still suspect he will. Uh, but you could even convince me um a different type of guard, an Avery Bradley okay. or a Danny Green, would be yeah. good because I'm just looking at this from a defensive from like a realistic standpoint. Like obviously Steph and Jordan Poole are gonna play a lot of minutes. Um Clay. I don't know when he's coming back and he will be a, uh, on a minutes limit for most of the season. So what else you got in your backcourt Yeah, you Damian Lee who can do certain things and you got Moody who I think can play immediately, but yeah, like, that's but a lot can. of pressure yeah. on a 19 year old. So I want one more guard in that rotation. Just so I'm not like sitting here going like Moses Moody. I need you to play 30 minutes a game. Yeah. I, we don't want it to be a last year situation. Um, so I, and I think they're making that move because they know that one of those right. players is coming. Like, I think that it's obvious. It's obvious. They know that Avery Bradley is going to be, I don't, I think Danny Green's out of the picture. I, I would love, sure. it. I think he's out of the picture, but I think they know that, Hey, it's either going to be Avery Bradley or Millsap or someone like that. I do want to end here though, with the, um, I mean, Eric Pasco got traded. I mean, he's, he was a very fun player to watch during the the tanking season that the Warriors had. So Um, I had high hopes for him last season. Um, He is a fun player to watch, especially when he has the ball in his hands and and that mid-range jumper is hitting, right, Sam? Just from the perspective of is it a loss for the team? I got to say not really just just because he's not the type of player, I think, that contributes to winning, winning basketball, at least not in the Warriors. By the way, he ties in perfect to what we were saying earlier, which is like he can do a lot of good things until that jumper comes around. It's hard to uh, The 3, yeah, it's yeah. never come around. Like the mid-range jumper is there, but it's it's a mid-range jumper. Like it's not it's not enough. And then defensively, right? He made his impact as a small ball 5. It's a little gimmicky, right? Unless you're Draymond Green on defense. And so I think that that makes it tough for Pascal, but um but he's he had a good few years. I mean, he made first team all rookie, didn't he? And was he was in the All-Star game and all that. He had a he was riding on Luka's private jet and all that. So so I think that was cool. Um, for Pascal, and uh, he gets to play with his best friend in Utah so good for him yeah shout out Eric Pascal. by the way fun fun night we will be back particularly when more signings come subscribe yep. rate five stars appreciate you guys